0: in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene
1: Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we're back at the Paracast as we ponder the future and the past in the paranormal field, and also the listener reaction to last week's episode featuring Grant Cameron. And He was talking, of course, about disinformation, Secret documents, not-so-secret documents, crash retrievals, and so on and so forth. Now, Chris, just to get started with this, as you know, during the discussion, I kept asking him about crash retrievals,
2: but there wasn't a lot to say beyond, of course, Roswell. Yeah, I I wonder why he would even have that in the title if he wasn't ready to field questions about it.
1: I know. I just kept asking him and asking him, and he sort of skirted around this topic, and finally I said, well, obviously... It's Roswell or nothing. And then when you brought up the speculation about possibly the Roswell craft being a test aircraft, no, there's no evidence to test aircraft.
2: Not to be familiar with Joseph Farrell's work. I mean, the guy's written four books on the subject and it's cutting edge stuff. The guy's in, you know, an Oxford research uh, expert. It just didn't, it, I couldn't believe it. I need to uh, go ahead and send him a list of uh, of books to uh, to read to get himself up to speed on the in my estimation, the very uh, strong likelihood that Roswell was somehow uh, very terrestrial in nature and, and somehow had to do with uh, with uh, technology based on uh, you know some of the work that uh, the Germans did in the 30s and 40s.
1: And why assume there weren't test aircraft of that kind? That doesn't make sense either. There had to be. Yeah. You know, we recovered prototypes and scientific research documents. We took on board a lot of those famous scientists who work for the German government during World War II.
2: And we took on the entire uh, German-Soviet intelligence uh, force uh, in Eastern Europe. Uh, Reinhard Galen basically was appropriated by the Americans, and his entire intelligence-gathering apparatus just became ours. Doesn't
1: make sense. And also, well, we can understand here the scenario. That's why, for example, there was this report, oh, a flying saucer was recovered at Roswell. And then they changed it, and they said it was a balloon. And possibly someone from military intelligence calls them on the phone and says, hey, guys, it's not a flying saucer. It's just one of our test aircraft. You know, don't tell anybody about it. Just say it's a balloon or something. That's a very simple explanation. And, Mikey, what happened? Of course, the criticism here is he says, well, what about the bodies? You know, the little people. But
2: you know what? There's only five people out of the 300 witnesses that ever actually claim to have seen them. And each one of them slowly over the years has been shot down. I mean, Glenn Dennis, uh, there's some question about his assertions. Uh, The the mysterious nurse uh, has never been found. Uh, There's just so much about Roswell that doesn't add up. And it's just become the thing of, of myth and legend, basically.
1: And even if pilots are found, they could have been perfectly human pilots who died during the crash, and then the legend and the memories change normal-looking people wearing possibly some kind of flight suit to become gray aliens or something.
2: Or Annie Jacobson's (laughs) assertion that it could have been uh, Joseph Mengele uh, back-engineering children and and having uh, genetic uh, mutants that are (laughs) flying around. Uh, It just gets crazier and crazier, Gene. Okay, they had jockeys tend to be small slim light good name for a band gene the saucer
1: jockeys it probably is a band by the name of saucer jockeys we're not looking hard enough the other thing that bothers me about this this all this speculation about disinformation so as grand cameron puts it a whole bunch of information is being put out there some of which is fact some of which is fiction you figure it out why bother releasing anything what's the point of it all yeah true why play the game unless it's rogue agents and we can think of a few names
2: (laughs) but mike can you spell richard doty yeah what's the motivation is what you're saying
1: what is the motivation to release a bunch of information that's ridiculous because even if you do only a few people will ever get the real information
2: from the fake why even publicize it keep it a secret well, it may be it may be some sort of strange sort of back engineered preemptive cultural uh, program of, of of kind of gradual disclosure. Perhaps that it's it's being used as a red herring to keep people off off you know what could possibly be real stories that need to be followed up on.
1: Yeah, but all it does though is denials without evidence or the hint of evidence would eventually cause people to shut down. But if you keep feeding evidence, all you do is make people continue to talk about it. What is the value? Where's the logic in that?
2: Yeah. Boy, when you try to second-guess the uh, that wonderful uh, oxymoron of military intelligence, it's it's virtually impossible. Well, there is that, of course.
1: The fact that we don't know what military intelligence is doing. We don't know what particular agents might want to do might decide to do we can possibly suggest there may be some kind of test program to see how people might react to the truth if there is a truth about ufos to be revealed you want to test public reaction maybe that's done with the ufo field you already have people involved in investigating these things why not have them be useful become unwitting pawns it's kind of like for example when you buy a new tech gadget or a new operating system from microsoft and apple you are the free beta tester you report your experiences and they make it better so the government in turn is using us to be the beta testers of techniques at disclosure let's see how people react to that let's see what they say and then we'll come up with a conclusion how to handle it i mean now we see of course evidence of life on mars evidence of water and how long does it take to say all right, if there's water on Mars, there has to be microbial life. It goes without saying. But they're not going that far. But there has to be. And then think of it this way. If the conditions of Mars became bad over millennium, wouldn't the people on Mars, if there were people, just go inside the planet and yeah, go underground? Swimming?
2: And wouldn't, wouldn't the other uh, potential life forms adapt? And some might just leave the planet and go to Earth. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're Martians. I don't want to... Of course, <laughs> I've been telling people that for years. They, they they always accuse me of believing in aliens. And I said, well, wait a minute. How do you know we're not the aliens and they're more terrestrial than we are? I've been saying that for years.
1: Well, of course, the legend of the abandoned heroes, which is the Richard Schaefer story, where in his case, though... Conditions on Earth became bad, and therefore two races on Earth migrated to the caverns. But maybe that happened on Mars. Maybe that legend of Shaver happened on Mars, where the atmospheric conditions were getting worse and worse, unable to sustain life. Some migrated to caverns, maybe used some kind of artificial life-sustaining system, like in the movie total recall the schwarzenegger version remember mars had this artificial atmosphere and everything yeah sure that's how it'd be done and then after a while maybe they decided let's go look for a new home that already has a native atmosphere why have to mess with all these machines they break down what happens people or whatever they are get killed let's go to earth and that's how we started oh well Mm. There's always Battlestar Galactica, where 150,000 years ago in the TV series, the second TV series, the migrants came to Earth. Forget it. Today, we have a fascinating guest. He's been on the show before, Dr. Roger Lear. He was on the Powercast in 2006 and 2007. And he's a guy who has a site called alienscalpel.com. And the reason for the title, of course, is that he has supposedly removed alien implants or mysterious implants from people who may have been ufo abductees he's a fascinating guy he investigated the virginia sightings in brazil which is supposed to be brazil's roswell he's been involved in the field for many years has a lot of information to offer if you want to get in touch with us contact us on twitter where we're known as the Paracast on twitter and we have loads and loads did i say loads yeah you did Loads of questions in our forums for Dr. Roger Lear joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoTomeeting dot promo code podcast
3: quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at $11 trillion, gold trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded $16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The $20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing Are you still a traditional smoker?
7: Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com.
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're
1: joined by Dr. Roger Lear, who has been exploring the UFO enigma for a number of years. He also has that site I mentioned in our previous segment, alienscalpel.com, and we have a link to it so you can see the kind of research he does. And we're going to cover a few subjects. We have a lot of questions from our listeners. There's no way that we'll get to every topic, as a result of which we'll probably have him come back in the near future to kind of finish it. But I think before we do anything else, let's maybe do a quick overview of the kind of research you've done, and then we'll focus on a few more specific things. Now, obviously, when you first appeared on the PowerCast, the big question then was about your recovery of implants from people who said they were abducted, with the possibility that these may prove some kind of alien intervention. How did you get involved in looking into alien implants?
8: Gee, that was a historical event, uh, getting involved in this. And uh, if someone had told me that I would be doing this uh, you know, 50 years ago, I would have said, they're absolutely insane. At the time when I became involved, I was involved pretty heavily with a local uh, MUFON group in Ventura County, California, and I was um, serving in the capacity of an investigative reporter for a periodical, a monthly periodical that we produced called The Vortex, and in doing so, I One of my duties was to attend various UFO conferences and listen to all the speakers and then critique them in articles in a vortex. And because I am who I am and what I was what I was, I pretty much gave my opinion and with little care whether people enjoyed it or liked it or agreed with me or not. So um, if I thought somebody was a liar, (laughs) I said so. And uh, if I thought they were credible, I gave them credit for it.
1: So therefore, a few people maybe didn't like what you did.
8: Yes, there was uh, probably more than a few. Um, I just took, uh, you know, editorial license to, uh, and of course, you know, the editor of the the periodical, uh, you know, allowed me uh, to do this. And we actually sold more periodicals to uh, non-Mufon members than we did to uh, Mufon members, actually, because that became such a popular um, uh, piece of work. Uh, Not just me, but we had some very other uh, clever things going on too, such as uh, uh, cartoons and other uh, original articles. But but anyway, to keep the story short, at one of these conferences I was shown x-rays of what uh, an individual touted was um, alien implants. They were x-rays of a foot with two apparent metallic objects in the big toe and... I turned around and laughed and uh, walked away because, uh, to me, this was as far as uh, uh, anyone could stretch the rubber. So, <laughs> you know. Well, well, uh, let's
2: let's qualify that. Uh, you're a podiatrist, so you're <laughs> you're the right person to ask about um, you know alleged evidence like this. Could you give us a time frame? What, what time period are we talking about here?
8: Oh, in the early 1990s. Okay. So, yes, uh, that's correct. I'm probably more qualified than uh, anybody else uh, because at that point I had removed numerous objects from the foot. People step on all sorts of things. And in addition to that, we do a lot of uh, surgery and uh, to repair fractures and change uh, the architecture of the foot and so on. And in doing so, we use metal, we use screws, plates, pins, um, uh, just like the orthopedist does for your hip and so on. But what uh, these look like was possible leftovers from a prior foot surgery. So, uh, as I said, I laughed and walked away. Now, it was one thing uh, to consider the possibility that there were non terrestrial craft. That was flying through our skies because, I, after all, been researching this for a number of years. Uh, and I'm old enough to remember my father bringing the uh, San Francisco examinator into our home, laying it on the table and reading the headline to my mother that said, U.S. Army Air Force captures flying saucer. And uh, he went on to a long dissertation about uh, how we weren't the only living beings in the universe, and so on, so... Of course, you're talking about Roswell there, aren't you? Yes, this was the Roswell event, and the headline was impressed in my mind, as was the uh, scene in the kitchen and my father's explanation. Uh, Now, my father was an unusual man who, uh, growing up as as a child and and in later years, always seemed to know things that uh, other members of the family or friends didn't know. I don't know what his source of knowledge was. Uh, He was a... um, 32nd degree mason, 33 degree shriner uh, maybe he had friends that were uh, in places that um, other people weren't I, I, I don't know but he was sort of a mysterious fellow uh, had incessant arguments with my uncle who I used to love to uh, sit there and enjoy <laughs> uh, but anyway uh, not to stray too far from that so yes I, I you know, conceived the possible now you gotta remember there there's a history to the development of where we got, where we were, and where we are now, as far as the subject of ufology is concerned. In the early '90s, although there were some you know, few abduction cases, major abduction cases on record: Betty and Barney Hill, uh, Whitley Strieber, uh You know, in, in the '70s there was Travis Walton, and so on. The Pascagoula incident. There was, you know, some people were starting to write, Bud Hopkins, David Jacobs, John Mack, uh, etc. But by and large, you feel the ufology, such as MUFON or any of the other organizations that were in existence at the time really didn't accept uh, alien abduction as a reality. So here's about the time you know where I come along and uh, my cousin, uh, Dr. Kenneth Ring, writes a book called uh, The Omega Project. And his was a study. He was a tenured psychologist, Ph.D. at the University of Connecticut. And so he writes a book looking for a common psychological profile for those that had UFO experiences and those that had uh, near-death experiences. And his field of expertise, which was near death. Now, of course, this was also being funded by the University of Connecticut, so he spared no uh, no time or money in researching for this book. So all this sort of happened at the same time. But as, as I said, uh, abduction was not really uh, accepted at all. So if you can't, if you don't accept. Uh, abduction as a reality then how in the world could you ever accept the fact that someone might have an alien implant so uh, I merely said I I did walk away I, I turned around and walked away but the section director for our group coerced me into coming back and listening to what he had to say and he showed me these uh, x-rays again and i said well to me they look like leftovers from a surgery when did she have her foot surgery and he says as far as i know she never had a foot surgery and i said well can you prove it
1: and before we find out what to prove and what this is all about we got dr roger lear joining gene and chris you're in the Paracast.
9: don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. one 804 my tv The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call one 804 my tv right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 in up to four rooms. And there's no equipment to buy. That Includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade, and your free professional installation. And the best part, the pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MYTV. So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-877-804-MYTV. 1-877-804-MYTV. Disable the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call 1-877-804-MYTV. 1-877-804-MYTV.
10: Your freedoms are on the line. The Second Amendment is in danger. How soon before your freedoms are taken away? What can you not live without? What is your greatest dependency? Is it your guns? Is it your home? No, it's food. It all boils down to the food supply. Tyrannical governments control people by controlling their food supply. Don't be dependent. Be self-sufficient. Don't wait for the government to feed you. Feed yourself. I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Do like Alex has done and get a supply of food from Direct. It's the best long-term. Storable food on the planet. Get the popular Mega Patriot Pack free. A 24-day supply of food plus stove, cook pot, and fuel. Call 800-250-1857 or go to eFoodsDirect.com Alex and get up to 20 Mega Patriot Packs free with purchase. Build your food supply, be in control, be self-sufficient, and be a patriot. Call 800-250-1857 or eFoodsDirect.com Alex and get your free Patriot Pack today.
11: We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Tees. Renovate your health one bag at a time.
12: Are you or someone you love struggling with stress, anxiety, or less than perfect health? Hi, this is Pastor Jenny, and as a woman of faith, I spent many years in ministry burdened with anxiety and fear. But in 2010, I met Dr. Carolyn Dean, and I took her recommendation to try RNA drops. Within days of taking RNA drops, my anxiety began to lift. My joy was restored, and the peace of mind that I would have once called a miracle has now become normal to me. Discover what RNA drops can do for you. Order your free sample today at www.rnafreesample.com. That's rnafreesample.com. There you can order a free 30-day trial size bottle of RNA drops by paying just shipping and handling. That's www.rnafreesample.com. Maybe there's a miracle waiting there for you.
9: This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to The Paracast.
1: We continue, Dr. Roger Lear, talking about his early involvement in so-called alien implants with Gene and Chris in the PowerCast. Dr. Lear, you were talking about this particular discussion where you wondered if this just wasn't an artifact of, what, bad surgery?
8: Well, it could have been bad surgery, or can, sometimes there are little pieces of metal that are left over that the surgery crew doesn't see, and they're fairly inert, so... As long as they don't leave a scalpel in your stomach. Yeah, or or some sponges or a towel. Now, I, I had a case that came in, non-foot case, that underwent a massive abdominal surgery and had a lot of medical problems for years, and they finally opened them up. <laughs> Hard to believe, but they had left a surgical towel inside the abdomen. Ooh,
1: I hate to see the lawsuit for that one.
8: You know, the guy didn't sue anybody. He was just so happy to get it out and feel good that, uh, and just had the attitude, well, you know, anything can happen. So no retribution at all, but he wouldn't have had uh, one heck of a case. Oh, I bet he would. Anyway, uh, to carry on from there, yes, there's little bits and things. Sometimes might be left over, so uh, usually unintentionally. Uh, so with that, as I said, I asked him the question, can you prove it? So um, with that, he reached into a bag much like uh, an aviator's bag uh, pilot for a commercial airline, You know, one of those long square things with a handle on the top. Pulled out a giant stack of medical records, handed them to me, and uh, said, would you like to go through these? And I stood there stunned <laughs> and said, well, if you let me take them to my room, because we were staying uh, in the same hotel. And they said, if, uh, if I could take them to my room and take time to go through them, I, uh, I will do that. So that seemed to please everybody. So I did, and I went through all the records, and this had gone back to almost the time that the child was born. Uh, It was a very complete set of records, and there was no evidence where she ever had a foot surgery. So I went back the next day, and I said, uh, well, if you think these are so usual, why don't you just take them out and see what they are? And he said, well, she probably would like to have that done, but she doesn't have any medical insurance and doesn't have any money. So I said, where does she live? And he said, well, in Texas. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, you get her to California and I'll do the surgery at no charge. Now, I said this because I thought about it and I said, you know, I don't have too much uh, recreation time. So here we can do, uh, we can remove something that doesn't belong there. And uh, I'll have a little fun in the meantime, proving that this was utter nonsense. So a couple of weeks went by, and I got a call from the individual who had another case with uh, a metallic object in the back of a hand. Sent me the x-rays, and uh, we took them to a radiologist, and he verified the fact that these this also was a metallic object. So he asked me if I could do this surgery, and I said, well, I don't do hand surgery, but I could have a friend of mine who's a general surgeon do it. So... Uh, We did the two surgeries back to back and again to prove uh, that this was utter nonsense and to uh, have a little uh, recreative laugh. So those were the first cases that were done and there were some unusual happenings that happened uh, right from the beginning. So uh, maybe the surprise was on us. I guess the question is here in all this research of
1: possible implants, was any evidence uncovered that proves something more than just some kind of piece of metal?
8: Well, uh, zip ahead many years. Uh, we've now done 16 cases and produced 17 objects. And to uh, bring the, uh, the show to an utter halt and ends, we have uh, now a 501c3 nonprofit uh, scientific organization called ANS Research. We have an entire science board. We have uh, one of the world's most famous uh, nuclear physicists on board is uh, on the science board, Dr. Robert Kuntz. We have uh, a laboratory where we're doing um, in-house science and uh, looking for uh, nanotechnology, of which uh, at the time I started this wasn't in existence. And science was saying that nanotechnology couldn't uh, happen. It couldn't make a carbon nanotube, etc., And now we find that in looking at these objects, we have uh, carbon nanotubes. We have what are called non-terrestrial isotopic ratios. Uh, That simply means uh, we all know what U-235 is, right?
1: Explain to our listeners who haven't kept up on the science.
8: Okay, well, U-235 is uranium-235, and we like to make bombs out of it. Right,
1: okay, so we're getting all this stuff that appears to be cutting edge. That's saying that the substances in these implants indicate some advanced technology?
8: It indicates uh, specifically advanced uh, nanotechnological science, which is far beyond that for which we know even the subject of uh, the black budget is responsible for. I've been dealing with some firms that do do black budget projects. They're looking at these materials, and believe me, these firms, uh, uh, one of them told me very recently, don't bring us a project that's 10 years in the future. Don't bring us a project that's 100 years in the future. Bring us a project that's at least 1,000 years in the future, and we'll look at your data. So they're interested in the data that we produce. Now, Now, Dr. Robert Koontz has gone one step further based on the Big Bang Theory and some mathematics that uh, even I don't understand. It's advanced mathematics. He's able to determine where in the universe that these the, the materials for these objects come from and the age of the society or advanced uh, uh, beings, where they come from and how old they are. So... Uh, Okay so this
1: is just getting to be a little bit mind-boggling here to put it mildly. So what is he determined? I'm not going to well, ask you how because yeah, you say you, you, know, you don't I, know the after man.
8: After I tell this, you know, we might as well just uh, hang up the show because <laughs> we've spilled the beans.
1: Well, but, let's just keep spilling it no matter what. We'll persevere.
8: Okay. Uh, all right. Dr. Kuntz, uh, through, as I said, some advanced mathematics and uh, constants based on the Big Bang Theory, he says that the material for these objects comes from about one-third away across the Milky Way galaxy. Now, uh, now I can't
1: understand that at all, how, what kind of mathematics can determine that, even if you were right. Right. Why would it have to be a race one-third the way through the Milky Way galaxy? I would think with all the possible Earth-like planets we have, it could be a mere 30, 40 light years away. Why that far?
8: All right. Well, I'll explain that as best as I can. Uh, Number one, he's based a constant based on the time of the Big Bang. At the Big Bang, uh, elements uh, were f- fused and formed, and then they degraded uh, over a period of time into their various isotopes. And as again, we- we're talking about U235, that has to do with the number of neutrons and protons that are in the nucleus of the uranium atom. But if we mine uranium anywhere on Earth, the ratio of two thirty five to two thirty four, cetera, is approximately the same within two percent. If we mine the same element, or uranium and it comes from an asteroid, a meteorite, Mars or the moon, uh, we know what those elements look like, some of them. Uh, we can say that's a non-terrestrial that those are non-terrestrial elements non terrestrial isotopes of uranium now he you, Dr. Kuntz uses this as I said, going to back to the date of the Big Bang, where an element will essentially change through its isotopic ratio, in other words, if you let uranium become old enough, the isotopes fuse and become lead. If you take other uh, elements that can change and they can transmute into, for example, beryllium. So he looks at the time that it takes before the isotopes begin to change and that way he's able to calculate a constant with a distance factor.
1: I'll tell you what, we have a distance factor facing us right now, a severe one. we got to do the break. Dr. Roger Lear joining us, explaining... Advanced Science, I suppose. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast.
6: The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard hitting talk radio. GCN.
1: Great talk radio starts here. Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's go to meeting.com. Promo code podcast
13: ceramic body armor is rated to stop six hits. But what about the seventh? Unlike ceramic or Kevlar, Infidel body armor is proven to take hit after hit, and it just won't quit. Reasonably priced and designed for the smart civilian prepper, Infidel stops hundreds of hits from small arms to high powered rifles. That means safety and peace of mind. Buy yours at InfidelBodyArmor.com. Spelled I-N-F-I-D-E-L BodyArmor.com. Infidel body armor just won't quit.
3: We the people grow cotton. We fabric
14: virtually anyone could be tracking you right now through your cell phone the fact is anyone can track your calls your text, emails, your every movement, but only if they can detect a signal.
9: That's the new warning from the American Civil Liberties Union, it's just released the results of an investigation that found law enforcement agencies across the country track personal cell phones on a regular basis as a form of surveillance
14: that's why you need Block It Pocket Block It Pocket is a standard or custom designed cloth pocket infused with pure silver that creates a complete Faraday Enclosure for any mobile device. With Blockit Pocket, all incoming and outgoing signals are blocked, including harmful radiation, and your device cannot be hacked or tracked by anyone. Handmade in the USA, Blockit Pocket costs less than $30 and ships free to the lower 48. Call 888 315 9618 or click Blockit Pocket, spelled B L O C K I T P O C K E T dot com. Blockit Pocket, enhancing health and privacy.
9: Farmers keep their livestock lean and healthy with a mineral-rich diet. Before market, they cut off minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains. If weight control is this easy, why prescribe surgery for humans? Avoid 900 different diseases by getting 90 essential nutrients. Check out sonsoflibertyteam.com, order your healthiest art pack, and get your 90 for life or call 855-301-TEAM. Essential, not optional. 90 for life at sonsoflibertyteam.com or 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM.
3: Tom Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're
1: listening to the Paracat. Okay, so maybe we're getting into the geek world here, trying to explain what all this is about. But I guess I understand since we know something of the moon, we can look at half-lives and things like that and kind of guess about conditions there and about what these substances might be. But how do you do that with a place that you don't even know exists?
8: Well, it's you don't really have to know the place, but you do have to know the distance and how long it takes um, uh, for the light to reach us. For example, from the Alpha Centauri and so on. So um, th- that's how astronomically they're able to calculate um, distances between celestial bodies, which incidentally is another subject because the gleecy catalog of star distances is going to have to be re- rewritten. Uh, not to go off on a long tangent, but you're wondering why I'm making that statement. Um, Einstein's uh, theory has never been proven wrong. The theory of relativity or theory of a, uh, minor relativity it still holds water today. But you have to realize that most of his calculations were made on the speed of light in a vacuum. And at one time, there was an assumption that space was a vacuum. Well, now we know through modern science that space is not a vacuum. It's filled with high-energy particles. So let's uh, take uh, the star Cirrus, for example. We, we know that if light traveled from Cirrus through a vacuum, it would take so long to get here, therefore we could calculate the distance. But that's not the way it works in space because a photon coming from a celestial body will bang up against another high energy particle which will accelerate the photon. So the light will continuously go faster and faster and faster and faster. So when you're talking about the speed of light, you're talking about something else other than the Einstein equations of the speed of light in a vacuum. So as I said, one of these days, the gleasy catalog of star distances is going to have to be totally rewritten. Now, this comes into play with Dr. Kuntz's calculation of the isotopic ratio and conversion to other elements. It takes so long to do it, a certain length of time, and that time has a relativity to distance. And therefore, his calculation is one-third away across the Milky Way galaxy. Now, to borrow Stanton Friedman's paradigms or thoughts uh, sometimes he has uh, strange ones but stan simply said if you live in new york uh, you don't go to new jersey to buy a loaf of bread well that's easy for you to say <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if that's true because i don't live in new york and i don't go to new jersey makes makes kind of sense so um if you're going to um If you're going to mine certain products, now most of these uh, objects contain what are called uh, uh, meteoric iron. Meteoric iron is meteoric iron because the ratio of the nickel element to iron is such that it becomes meteoric. Okay,
1: let's kind of summarize this because there's a lot of science here that may go over the heads of people like me who are not scientists. Okay, so let's look at this in... The sense of we have something here that possibly indicates an advanced technology. Okay.
8: You're you're wrong. I'm sorry to correct you.
1: Okay, so it's not advanced technology.
8: No, it's not a hypothesis. It's a reality. We have objects that represent advanced technology that's far beyond what we know today. So are we assuming then that these are like
1: futuristic or advanced RFD chips? What sort of things would they be? Are we assuming these probes have a value in that sense that you monitor what's happening with the being into which it's implanted?
8: Uh, That is correct. Uh, Comparing them to an RFD chip is uh, like comparing uh, a modern television set to a crystal set, but the analogy in essence is true. It's a data-gathering device, and uh, it's a a device which we can detect uh, outgoing radio frequencies, which we have done, and through some methodologies which i can't uh, go into because i have data that uh, is uh, relatively secret coming from the government that will show that these frequencies are considered fixed or mobile deep space frequencies which in itself presents uh, another conundrum and another subject well
1: the conundrum is here you're talking about secret information and i understand someone gives you something On the QT, you don't want to reveal the source other than the government. But can you give us a general idea of what we're getting at here? You're assuming the government knows something about these implants?
8: No, this is not in relation to implants. This is in relation to to the frequencies. For example, I have information uh, for every single satellite that's an orbit owned by every single country and the frequencies they're broadcasting on. So when I say the frequencies that are coming out of these objects are fixed or mobile deep space frequencies, it means that whoever's ever receiving this on the other end is somewhere in deep space. But as I said, it's quite a conundrum because what advanced civilization would even be operating with a radio wave? Isn't that also one of the deficiencies of things like SETI, which is trying to look for
1: radio waves for evidence of intelligent life in the universe? Are they even using the right frequencies?
8: Well, here we go again with, uh, Uncle Stan Friedman, who calls SETI silly effort to investigate. Of course not. Using radio waves to detect life would be like uh, trying to find a, a civilization uh, out there that's uh, about our age, and the radio wave uh, emanating in the space would take uh, probably a few million years for it to get here. So uh, by that time, they'd be a lot older. So it's, it's absolute. Nonsense. Uh, most probably, uh, there's only two possible or probable answers to the conundrum. One is that some human-based technology is eavesdropping on the data that's coming from these objects, uh, either through a deal or other means. Uh, And the other possibility is that um, the the methodology used from these nanotechnological uh, objects are not radio waves at all, but they're scalar wave technology. Now, I've discussed this again with scientists who are in researching scalar waves, which travel faster than the speed of light. When a scalar wave hits our electromagnetic spectrum, it can give off uh, what's called a harmonic. You know, you know what that is. If you're doing dealing with radio, I mean, you know, you can get one station on another frequency because of a harmonic.
1: Right. Of course.
8: So if you're using scalar wave technology and it hits our electromagnetic spectrum, we may be interpreting it as a radio wave, but it may not actually be. Well, let me ask you the larger question here.
1: The big problem about communicating. Across space. Many light years is the limitation of the speed of light. You send your message, and you're long gone and dead by the time it reaches its destination. So, do we have some kind of subspace system that bypasses this? Radio waves through a space warp or something?
8: How would that happen? Because Gene, you-, uh, you are a thinker. And this uh, subject was uh, addressed in uh, the strangest of places by Gene Roddenberry in Star Trek. Subspace. Subspace. And subspace merely is a form of communication in which you're using a methodology which is a a hell of a lot faster than the speed of light.
1: But of course, that's just somebody theorizing in the 1960s over a technology, but mostly as a plot gimmick. I mean, that's what a lot of things were done, in a way to save on special effects and having to build spaceships and showing them landing, you had a transporter. Not because he believed necessarily in the transporter concept of being able to send people down a few hundred miles to the surface of a planet or from one location to another on a planet, but to cut down on production costs. So subspace, we realized, look, we can't have people communicating from one place to another and wait years or centuries for the messages. We had to come up with a scheme that allows the communication to be instantaneous, but it it was a plot gimmick.
8: It was a plot gimmick, but uh, strangely enough, uh, some of the plot gimmicks used in uh, Star Trek uh, are now being used as uh, uh, today's reality. Uh, the communicator that they all used was uh, today's flip phone. The Motorola <laughs> StarTAC. Yeah, right. Look don't at- know why they're not using wrist phones, though,
1: because we're yeah. now talking about an iWatch. But that was Dick Tracy, wasn't
8: yes, it? Yes, <laughs> that was Dick Tracy years and years ago. But look at... Uh, at Doc Bones, when uh, he went in through the belly button and uh, you know did some stuff, and uh, there you go. Hey, now we got now we got amniocentesis, which we use uh, constantly. So,
1: there damn was- it, I'm a doctor, Jim. We have Doctor Roger Lear joining Gene and Chris. Forgive that you're in the, the Paracast. <laughs>
15: absorption of food nutrients aids in controlling yeast infections is never freeze dried and uses three groups of live viable beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins order Pro EM one daily probiotic cleanse at terraganix.com spelled t e r a g a n i x.com terraganix.com or call toll free 866-369-3678 that's 866-369-3678 proem1 the raw probiotic <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
1: We have Dr. Roger Lear joining Gene and Chris on the Paracast. Enough jokes about Bones McCoy and Star Trek, because there'll be a new Star Trek movie coming in May, Star Trek Into Darkness without Khan. And I won't do that invitation. Dr. Lear, we have some questions from our audience at forum.theparacast.com. I know you've seen some of these questions. We'll try to focus on the alien implant ones this particular occasion,
2: and we'll see where it goes. Chris? Yeah, Bl- Blabby Boy has been a, a poster for a couple of years at forum.theparacast.com, and he has a, a quite a number of uh, very, I think, uh, well-thought-out questions. And I want to um, go ahead and sort of combine uh, one particular a group of questions into a single question, and that is, have you seen any real consistency uh, between these implants? And are, are you also seeing any sort of evolution from uh, in in some sort of sense from the early 90s when you first started getting into this until the present day?
8: Uh, the answer to the first question is yes, uh, we have seven or eight to be exact that if you laid them all out on surgical sponges, you wouldn't be able to tell one from the other. Now, we do have, uh, let's say we can divide them into several categories. We have those that are metallic, uh, we have those that are non-metallic, and we have one which is totally biological. Now, whether there's um, an evolutionary event uh, occurring or whether perhaps uh, uh, one species drives a Ford and another drives a Lexus, uh, I'm not quite so sure. But Good most- analogy. Most of the objects uh, that we look at, uh, although the morphology other than the eight may look different, we, as I mentioned before, we never looked in the beginning to see if these contain carbon nanostructures because the scientists themselves were arguing the fact that carbon nanostructures couldn't exist. So if they can't exist in nature, uh, then you can't build one. Then, you know, why bother looking? But now we know not only do they don't exist in nature, but we can build them and we're using them. Uh, Japan is working on using them to weave into uh, fiber for clothing so that you could keep a person uh, warm in the winter and cool in the summer or a lady can change the uh, pattern on her dress. The space industry is looking at it to build... uh, a mile high uh, tower from the Earth to uh, launch a space vehicle, therefore defeating uh, some of uh, the gravitational effect, and therefore it's a money-saving device. It's right, a uh, space elevator. Right, space elevator. Uh, it's the strongest substance known to man. It's being used in advanced aircraft design. It uh, responds almost in an organic manner to. Uh, electrical uh, currents electronically being applied to it. You know, and, and as I said, we just skipped over the surface of what we find in these objects, but uh, the carbon nanotubes themselves uh, wind up as uh, carbon nanofibers, which, uh, let's say, we look at it uh, audience-wise, you take two wires and you wind them together, we have a carbon nanofiber, and then when you take these pay- wire pairs and you wind them together, we have something that looks like a cable, so that's a carbon strand, And then we uh, find these uh, ending in uh, what we call orthorhombic sodium chloride crystals. And to make that very clear. All it is is a sodium chloride rectangle of uh, various shapes. Now, sodium chloride in nature doesn 't come as uh, rectangles; they come in uh, in random crystal random crystallization. There is no specific uh, no specific crystal form form so uh, as I said, we skipped over some of that, and that doesn 't include uh, all of what we find either well uh, another uh, a
2: couple of questions a blabby boy has uh, has to do with how these objects uh, May or may not integrate with, uh, with the human body, And he says some Im- alleged implants are said to have some sort of form of coding to allow them to live within the host without upsetting the host's natural defenses. Has this remained consistent, Or, or have you noticed any implants that appear to start to integrate directly with the host, like latching onto nerves, bones or other organic tissue?
8: Both. We find, uh, number one, that there's no inflammatory or rejection reaction to the object, but we have found, uh, over half of them have, uh, nerve cells that, uh, have grown into the organic material that surrounds the object, you know, kind of fusing into it, but that's, uh, Again, some advanced technology that we're just uh, looking at. We used to think that uh, oh, maybe whoever is, is, is building these uh, takes something of the host skin or whatever, whatever uh, uses the DNA and then dips the object in the host's own DNA and then implants it. But now that theory looks like it's uh, going out the window. Because as the research advances, so does the technological ability to uh, to look at these things. And the apparatus also begins to change. Uh, for example, the electron microscope uh, with, uh, let's say, using 10,000 kilovolts used to produce an image of maybe 95,000 times magnification. And then as you increase the kilovoltage, you'd get what's called scattering. Now at twenty thousand kilovolts, we can look at things uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand times magnification. So the equipment does change, and by doing that, we can learn more. But the point being, uh, which which um, I have to um, to to mention is that it appears again. I you know, don't quote me on this because it's not solid fact. When something's a fact, I'll tell you. But it appears that there is uh, what's called a phase in which the inorganic material that the object is made out of becomes organic. In other words, it becomes living tissue. And uh, that is the phase which seems to attract uh, nerve cells, which at one time we thought these devices were using the body's own neuroenergy system as we do with... uh, Uh, amputee orthotics, UCLA has done a long project on this. Uh, But now we think that the energy that um, makes these objects tick, so to speak, that may also be broadcast into the object. And the body, uh, being that most of these things are close to the bone, the skeletal structure of the body is being used as an antenna. I have a fast so question here. A stupid this question. So this is this is all new okay. new stuff. Yeah, that's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I have a stupid question before we go on. In each case where you've had these implants, first of all, they were looked for, discovered after you became aware that person had a, an abduction experience.
8: That's correct. We had to set down a strict set of criteria and protocols, because as I said, there are millions of people all over the world who every day are getting foreign objects within their body. So we have to delineate those from those that have had some kind of a UFO sighting. Uh, David Jacobs, for example, says that uh, anyone that has a prolonged sighting of a UFO may be an abductee. So they have to not only come to us initially with an x-ray or a CAT scan that shows some kind of an object, but they also have to be somehow tied into uh, the UFO field or
1: abduction program. I have another dumb question here, which is, what about a control sample of people who have something embedded in their bodies who haven't had or haven't recalled abductions to see what they might have?
8: Oh, we have thousands of those. Uh, I've been in practice now for 50 years. I've removed hair, paper, nail, uh, metal, uh, coral, even a hair. Can uh, produce uh, a foreign body reaction. But one of the things I did remove once was a piece of metal, and the uh, patient came in, referred to me by an industry here in Southern California, uh, with the two companions who were wearing suits and had uh, some rather intimidating idea, uh, uh, identification rather. And they uh, stood there doing the whole surgery. And uh, we removed the object, and they said, thank you, (laughs) and took it. There you go. We have Dr.
1: Roger Lear joining, Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast.
9: Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. one 804 my tv The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-877- 804-MY-TV right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 in up to four rooms. And, there's no equipment to buy. That includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR, Upgrade and your free professional installation. And the best part, the pristine digital picture and sound. Call one eight seven seven eight zero four 877 804 mytv So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call one eight seven seven eight zero four 877 804 mytv 1-877-804-MYTV. Disable the cable, cut
16: costs, and get more.
9: Call 1-877-804-MYTV. 1-877-804-MYTV.
16: Hi, this is John O'Toole with Midas Resources, gold and silver company. We have all heard of Rand Paul warning of an intimate currency crisis as a result of reckless spending on Capitol Hill and endless wars overseas. But what are we doing to prepare for it? China, India, and numerous other countries are buying up gold and silver by the ton because they know what's really going on. Don't you think it's time you do the same thing before it's too late? Call me, John O'Toole, today at 1-800-686-2237 extension 133 and find out why gold and silver have been the true safe havens for over 5,000 years. That's 1-800-686-2237 extension 133. I'll send you a booklet highlighting 10 reasons why gold and silver are the only way to preserve your purchasing power. Again, that's 1-800-686-2237 extension 133.
17: Imagine waking one morning only to find your family shivering in the dark because you couldn't afford to pay your electric bill. That's closer than you think. You probably haven't heard about this yet because the liberal media has been suppressing what is fast becoming the most shocking news story of 2012. Obama's secret war on coal that could increase your already high power bill as much as 400% in coming months. As shocking as it sounds, it may well be just a matter of time before the lights start going out across America. But here's some good news. There's an underground video at exposed123.com that thousands of smart patriots have used to end their slavery to the corrupt electricity monopoly. The video at exposed123.com has already been banned by Google, and the liberal media is doing everything in its power to take it down and keep America in the dark. So watch it now at exposed123.com before it's too late. Again, that's exposed123.com. Time and
5: time again.
16: You need to come here and have.
0: If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: In this part of our discussion with Dr. Roger Lear on the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we've been focusing very heavily on his investigation into so-called alien implants to see what's going on. Now is there any possibility here at all and I'm looking at this just as an outside possibility that where implants are found it's not aliens who are implanting them but government agents for some strange purpose using whatever technology they have under development.
8: Uh that's a pretty good question. I get that I I get asked that uh, quite often uh you're staying away from the uh from uh, calling a spade a spade, and that's black budget technology, which they say... Well, let's just say that's implied, that there
1: is possibly some top-secret technology that would make it possible to build these things. So basically, Uncle Sam or those engaged in black projects, private industry, whatever, they are spying on us. It's not ET.
8: All right. uh, Let's let's look at that in particular, and I can assure you that uh, that is not the case. Uh, case in point, uh, a laboratory that shall go uh, unmentioned in Texas became a total black budget laboratory. I, I was one of the few individuals who was probably the last one in the UFO field that ever got objects into this laboratory. Now, they're working on advanced technology. Here, we see a situation in which uh, I'm virtually forced out of the hall Uh, where scientists are crowded into a room uh, looking through the electron microscope at uh, some of the objects that I brought in. Uh, Standing there 15 feet away from me is the director of the laboratory with a hand on each hip and not a smile on his face. These are government employees, and they're being paid by the government, and I'm sure that the lab director is not happy that they're taking time away from their own particular projects to look at something that uh, he didn't think they should be looking at. So here it just goes to show you that uh, black budget scientists, and now I've gotten to know a few of them, are so far away from anything like this that even if they're a 100 years advanced, as I said, this one company said, don't show me anything that's a 100 years advanced because we probably already have it or know about it. So this is stuff they don't know about. So uh, I don't think that uh, – I think this is a good indication that these are not uh, projects of uh, humankind. Chris, you uh, want to find some yeah, follow-up Yeah, questions? I just want to um,
2: ask a question um, of my own, and that is, you know, you, you've looked at – you have 16 objects that you feel are, are bona fide, and I, I'm just wondering, what is the motivation to implant people? Is this kind of like uh, – Earth scientists uh, tracking polar bears or doing some sort of environmental study. What do you think the motivations and the agenda is behind implanting humans with these objects?
8: Hey, you guys ask good questions. Because if I was sitting in your shoes, that's one of the primary questions I would ask. What's it all about? What's it for? Now you gotta look at the bigger picture in order to try and theorize and I'll emphasize that, theorize an answer because if anybody says they had all the answers, then you better put a finger in each ear and run as fast as you can. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's too too much that, in the mix. boy
2: you just said a that was that was a, a truism.
8: <laughs> you bet. So uh look at the general picture of uh, mankind uh, you know, and how we've been kept in the dark. So you have to go back into, you know, very uh, ancient times and to understand what man might be or where man might have come from. I believe that uh, the abduction process in itself And I'm sure you'll agree if you've read any literature, and I know you're both informed. The individuals who undergo alien abduction, I've been in 42 countries in seven years. It's not much different in Brazil than it is in Israel or here in the United States. A little bit different stories. But the mainstay, over 90%, involved the taking of ova and sperm. Now, that does uh, not mean that these guys who are doing this are working for the cooking channel and making omelets. Undoubtedly, there's something genetic that's going on. So if you have a a genetic manipulation going on, don't you think you'd want to find out uh, what the results of this genetic manipulation is uh, without having to reabduct somebody 150 times over a period of their young lifetime? So you would do it remotely. Now, based on human logic, and I repeat that again, human logic, how do we know what the logic is of a highly advanced civilization? Could we ever even conceive what their logic is? Could we Could we even communicate with them if they came here? Well, you know, uh, but that's
1: maybe putting the cart before the horse. We have to first determine there is an advanced race from somewhere else at play, then we can worry about the motives.
8: Well, uh, um, you wanted an answer to uh, theoretically uh, what the implants are all about. We know based on human logic that if we want to study the hibernation of bears, for example, do we have to tag every bear? Just a selected sample. But that also goes against
1: what maybe is implied by Dr. David Jacobs, which is that there are millions of people who have been abducted. It seems to me that Only a few are necessary to cover the sexual and racial characteristics and maybe certain personality traits.
8: Not if you want to alter the human race. In order to alter the human race, you have to have a certain number of people which are going to alter their DNA, and then you wait for the progeny to occur. And the way I look at it and the world situation, if you look at the kids today, and I have never, ever, Ever had an argument from any parent or grandparent of a young child that compare them to someone that's 60, 75, or 80 years old? They don't need to go to a TV or go to a book or have anybody tell them certain things. They already know it. The children today are the future of the world, and I think that this is indicative of what's going on on a worldwide basis because if we look at the Middle East, Who is it that actually fulminated the revolution in Egypt? It was all people less than 35 years of age using electronic media. That's not the older people. This is a new generation. Okay,
1: but that doesn't mean we have to assume the new generation is a result of some kind of genetic manipulation, does it?
8: All right, let's assume that that, uh, that theory is wrong then oh, what other factors are going to uh, alter humankind to a better sort of human being than we already have you, you name them
1: okay you're putting the onus on us right
8: yeah well you know what i'm not a
1: genetic expert i don't play one on tv i don't pretend to know i am asking the questions because
8: you're the expert okay well i don't consider myself an expert in genetics but i do consider myself a thinking human being with uh, an education and ancient knowledge and uh, you know theorizing where man came from in the first place so looking at it in this way you, you know you can say okay it's environmental it's evolutionary it's an evolutionary trend Evolution doesn't occur in a period of 40, 50, 60 years. Not even so-called fast evolution.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) it's a long process.
1: We'll continue this process. If you want to get in touch with us, contact us on Twitter, where we're known as The Paracast. We have Dr. Roger Lear joining Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code podcast. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code podcast. Podcast you've heard about
7: our MRE Smorgasbord. Now, Long Life Food Depot introduces the most unique, safe, and longest-lasting way to stash emergency food, the EatPod. Most survival food products recommend an ideal storage environment, including low temps, low moisture, and low oxygen. If you're storing in a basement too humid, garages and attics too hot, but the waterproof, double-walled, high-density polyethylene patent-pending EatPod is a unique roll-away food bunker that creates the perfect condition can be buried up to 30 feet and can keep your survival food supply safe, secure, dry, and virtually undetectable for 25 years or more. Get full details on the EatPod at eatpod.com, spelled E-A-T-P-O-D.com, or call 800-601-2833. That's 800-601-2833. The Eat Pod from Long Life Food Depot since 1983, sending real food to your real future. We've lived in
10: this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system, and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV jewelry and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? The police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door, and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to easyarmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs. And I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit EasyArmor.net. That's the letters E-Z-A-R-M-O-R.net. Or call
2: 888-58-ARMOR. That's 888-582-7667. EasyArmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy.
15: my name is richard dolan you're listening to the paracast
1: genetic manipulation what are we talking about here we have dr roger lear talking alien implants possible alien implants and their implications with gene and chris on the paracast dr lear you had started a response to what chris had said would you continue
8: Okay, I think we were looking at the possibilities of a change in human beings and the possible reasons that they could occur. Before you uh, continue, uh, Doctor Lear, uh, the
2: thing that springs to my mind is that if this is a is a motivation and possibly you know an agenda, then we shouldn't we be talking about uh, millions of people or at least hundreds of thousands of people that are being oh, manipulated somehow?
8: Yes, indeed, because <laughs> it's
2: it, just a small sampling of of the. The human uh, genetic pool, as it were, it would take a long time to, to have that uh, factor into any sort of long term changes. But you have to have a mass scale of manipulation to really enact some. Uh, changes that are predictable, I would think. You're
8: absolutely correct. Now, the Roper poll, which I consider was a conservative poll done in 93 and 96, said that there was approximately 2 to 3% of the American population that was being abducted. And I consider it a conservative poll because there was a lot of people who wouldn't answer the questions. Now, you multiply this on a worldwide basis and we're talking about millions and millions of people. Uh, If we look at a laboratory, study, for example, with with rats or any fast breeding animal uh, and want to create genetic changes, which we can do, uh, how many of them do we have to do before they uh, uh, interplay with each other and produce a total change in the species? Well, it's really not that staggering a figure. Now, I've done studies on uh, growth factors in children over a period of 40 years and they've been accelerated from 16 to 86%. Now, I'm not talking about IQs. I'm talking about the things like when a child can raise its head, when they can stand up in a crib, when they get their first uh, simple speech, complex speech, stair climbing, and so on. These are all factors. Well, you're talking about accelerated behavior
2: uh, and, and some sort of modification of an acceleration of human behavior.
8: It's not only acceleration of human behavior, but it's also an acceleration of the mental processes of the human being. There are kids today who can do psychometry, who are telepathic. Unfortunately, they're put upon by their parents so that they don't do these things because they find them embarrassing. But there are a greater number of people that can do this. Now, I'll give you another example that's a little closer to home. A couple of years ago, I was in Philadelphia at the Science Museum and they had a, a Leonardo da Vinci display in which the museums actually spent the money to build out of wood the mechanical devices that were designed by Leonardo da Vinci. In another room, there was um, about two dozen pedestal top computers so that a child between, let's say, 7 and 10 years old could reach the top of it. Their parents were un- undoubtedly young in the 30s, certainly not over 40. What these kids were doing was taking the screens that were on the top of the computers and throwing them up on virtual screens like you see in Hawaii Five O or some of the other television programs. This is reality. This is not you know, entertainment fiction. These computers exist, and they-, they got them right there in Philadelphia in the museum. Well, the kids were building. These objects that were put together by the museum. And the parents were standing there scratching their head without the slightest bit of understanding of what the kids were doing. Now, is this the same human as, as, as humans that were 35 years old? I don't, I don't think so. I'm an old guy, but I have trouble with my simplified cell phone. I don't know what to do with it. I give it to my 22-year-old daughter. You know, and if she can 't figure it out, she gives it to uh, my uh, nine year old granddaughter you
2: You have to factor in environmental factors as well i mean as as we progress and reality becomes more and more complex and high tech um, obviously you 're going to see an acceleration of of young young peoples even even uh, kids as as young as three and four operating computers and I think a lot of this has to do with environmental factors. I don't think you necessarily have to blame some sort of genetic manipulation on
8: Okay, well, maybe you can produce the environmental factors that are producing this kind of effect. You could give me an example.
1: You know, but you're asking questions of the wrong people here. We're not scientists. We're simply trying to speculate on different possibilities. if,
2: If what you're saying is correct, Dr. Lear... And, and you're only you're exclusively looking at individuals who have some sort of conscious recollection of some sort of interaction with something possibly off planet. Let's say, why do people recall and how? What is the the operative mechanism that allows them to recall and find these implants? Um, Spooky Mulder um, asked a series of a very uh, interesting questions here he says why do people recall and find these implants do the aliens every now and then forget to bring along a board certified (laughs) anesthesiologist Anesthesiologist." (laughs) and wouldn't the whole idea of implant be performing a procedure on someone that was unconscious at the time and they wouldn't recall these acts that were being performed on them well
8: isn't it a little presumptive to assume that the person was unconscious in the first place well,
2: there's, there's got to be some sort of uh, screen memory that's implanted or some sort of hypnotic, uh, post-hypnotic uh, suggestion. Uh, yes, I, think,
8: I think that any advanced civilization that has the ability to read your mind, and certainly, you know, I've had that personal experience. So you're talking to somebody that's undergone that, including my wife and my daughter, in an experience that we had in Laughlin some years ago. I wrote about it in a book called Chop Liver. But they have a way of getting into your head. And if they want to produce an anesthesia, they merely suggest uh, an anesthesia. Now, as far as recall is concerned, uh, most abductees don't really have much of a deep recall. They, they have things that come back that are sort of spotty, little, little recollections of things. Some wind up with uh, fears and phobias for which they have no explanation until somebody suggests that you know maybe they might help undergoing regressive hypnotherapy uh, or they may wind up in a mental institution or become an alcoholic or a drug addict because they can't get along with the situation as it is. So they don't all have complete memories. There's not one single case that I've ever come across that had a complete memory of a total recall of the abductive process. They have slight memories. Some have more than others Uh, when we started this investigation we didn't allow anyone as a surgical candidate candidate to ever have undergone regressive hypnosis because we didn't want the criticism yeah but now that's changed Uh, after doing you know 16 cases um, and they have you know, recalls and you know, slight bits of memory, and I have to qualify this, and they want to know more. A lot of people don't want to know more because they might be more upset if they knew than if they didn't. But if they want to know more, then we'll supply them with uh, a qualified hypnotherapist such as Yvonne Smith in uh, the western United States here in California who's a student of Bud Hopkins that will do the uh, regressions. But uh, there is no uh, uh, there are, again un- unqualified. There's I've never seen. I've, I've looked at thousands of cases all over the world. I've read Bud Hopkins' literature, David Jacobs, John Max, and so on. There are no cases in which somebody has total recall of an abduction event. Interesting. I, you know, I, I'm looking here at
2: at Spooky Mulder's questions, and he's he's kind of playing a little devil's advocate here. But one of his questions is is while conceding that theoretically there could be tens of thousands of people walking around, possibly more, unaware that they have implants, why would the doctor have any patients at all, would, meaning you? Wouldn't a race as advanced as these guys have perfected the art of unobtrusive or unintrusive implantation? Would the ones that come to light be considered botched procedures? What is the average way? Is there some sort of, out of the 16 cases that you've selected, um, Is how are these objects discovered by the individual is it is by happenstance Uh, do they feel uncomfortable uh do they have a a memory of it being implanted what is is there any sort of uh, consistency uh in in how these things are discovered let's have your Uh, answer on the other side dr lear okay dr roger lear joining
1: gene and chris you're in the Paracast. the gcn radio network
6: providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio g c n great talk radio starts here
9: don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up do something about it grab a pencil and jot down this special number one 804 my tv the more cable tv rates go up the better digital satellite tv looks so, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 in up to four rooms. And there's no equipment to buy. That includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade, and your free professional installation. And the best part? The pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. So, what are you waiting for? Hello? your major credit or debit card. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. Disable the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs?
11: Glad you asked. The answer is renovation teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Tees. Renovate your health one bag at a time. The American
13: people think they live in a constitutional republic, land of the free, home of the brave, right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use escapeharassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law. And it works. Escape harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number one 877 seven nine zero zero nine That's 877 457 9009. Or go to escapeharassment.com and see our money back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works.
12: Weakened by GMOs, stressed out about money, and blasted by the electric environment. Hi, I'm Pastor Ginny, and that was the state I was in back in 2010. Then I learned about RNA drops. I learned that 97% of my DNA that scientists have called junk is actually packed with millions of gene switches that play a critical role in controlling how my cells, organs, and other tissues behave. I learned... I don't have to put up with disease decay or decline like I'd been conditioned to believe. I began taking RNA Drops, a 100% natural formula designed to turn on those switches and provide me with amazing health and joy. Learn more about RNA Drops and order a free sample today. Visit RNAFreeSample.com. That's RNAFreeSample.com. Or call toll-free 888 888- Pay only shipping and handling for a free 30-day supply of RNA drops. Get the information you need and the health you want at rnafreesample.com
13: Hi, this is nuclear
7: physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
1: We have one question here in our previous segment from one of our listeners and Dr. Roger Lear. Our guest this week will have the answer. Dr. Lear.
8: Yes, sir.
2: Is there any consistency on how these implants are discovered by the individuals? Is it just uh, some object that's seen in an x-ray? Is it all by uh, accident and by happenstance? Or is there some sort of uh, recall that the person has that gives them the idea that perhaps there's something there that should be investigated? Um, is there any consistency with these uh, with these cases?
8: Let me answer that in two ways, uh, because uh, the question from the caller uh, had two parts to it. So, uh, number one, uh, yes, all of the above. Now, as a medical practitioner, uh, no matter what I do, I still have to conform to, uh, you know, the ethics and the laws of the state in which I practice. So if someone came in and said, uh, I have a tack, you know, uh, under my skin and the big toe, uh, and I found it on an x-ray, and I asked them, do you have any discomfort? And they said, no. And I would ask them, well, do you know how you got it? And, yes, I stepped on a tack. Does it bother you in any way? And they said, no. And I said, well, does it bother you psychologically? And they said, no then it would not behoove me as an ethical practitioner to even suggest that I take it out. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is that all these individuals have either some discomfort in the area, whether it be psychological or physiological, and some of them do have actual memories or portions of memories where they were taken and a device was used to insert something. And uh, sometimes they uh, have a pain or they may uh, wake up the following morning and see blood on the bed sheets, and not know where they come from. Now, we haven't mentioned the fact that in any of these cases there's a scar or visible portal of entry. There isn't. So from purely from a medical standpoint, uh, you, you basically can't get something Just in of and,
2: and of
1: itself. right. Yeah. Well, I think there's an issue, though, that was raised and implicit in the previous question from our listener. And that is here we're talking about a highly advanced race that appears to be using somewhat low-tech means to make these implants. You'd think if they have that technology, they could do it in a way that we couldn't detect it and people wouldn't remember it.
8: Well, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, In dealing with uh, advanced beings, uh, are they the ultimate in perfection? And if you look at um, uh, as many abduction cases as I have, you'll see that the answer is no. They may be advanced, but there is no ultimate perfection in the things that they do. Case in point, Two little children uh, were abducted uh, from a doughboy pool in the state of Texas. They disappeared, and the parents were extremely concerned, called the police, the neighbors. They did a neighborhood search and found the the two young boys drowned in a full-size pool next door. Uh, There was no way there was a six-foot fence, so there was no way these kids got over the fence. We have many, many cases in which uh, bed clothing, for example, between a husband and wife uh, inadvertently gets switched. The husband winds up wearing the nightgown and the the wife winds up with pajamas. It sounds like they have a pretty uh, progressive uh, uh, sexual relationship. (laughs) <laughs> the aliens or the couple
2: <laughs> uh, i'll let you uh answer that one <laughs>
8: uh another case Sorry, i couldn't resist that was okay uh, the devil made him <laughs> do it it's
1: richard shavers deros sending him their telegrays and telling
8: yeah. him what to do yeah i i wish they would uh have a better a closer relationship with him so well, they, would... the role playing is okay i mean it's all right <laughs> Yeah, another case I want to mention before I get off this track was uh, an individual who was uh, coming out of her uh, house. She had uh, four steps leading to the backyard. She was uh, removed from one of the steps in the process of stepping down. Uh, They returned her in the opposite direction. Well, as far as she was concerned, she was stepping down. This is not funny, so I don't know why I'm laughing. But... um, she fell and broke her ankle, and had a rather dim view of not only the abduction process but the individuals that did it. So they're not they're not perfect. And as far as the mechanism is concerned, looking at these as primitive mechanisms, the person asking that or, or proposing that doesn't really know what's inside these objects these are manufactured highly technical devices based on on the atomic level in fact we found an aperture in the metal this just recently which is one atom wide yet we couldn't see the bottom of the aperture
1: no i think the point raised here was not that the implants themselves were primitive but the techniques in which they were placed was primitive and i still think an advanced race would have a way, number one, of implanting them without causing serious injury or hurt. I mean, we've got an RFD chip in our pet dog. And I assure well, when, you, when it was implanted, the dog was yeah. not very aware of it.
8: Yeah, he was given a shot, and they put the little thing in. But uh, there, there's no cases in which uh, there's imperfection in the implantation. As I said, there's no scar. So how, how would you know you got anything in there?
1: Well, certainly the memory of the experiences. if all you want to do, is take samples, and all you want to do is make genetic manipulation, or just use RFD chips of some sort to monitor but, them. But that human, could be done in a way that wouldn't be apparent to the human, victim or the human subject. Human
8: nature is human nature, and uh, gene, you know, that we are not all the same. You know, we have a wide variety of. uh Of individual thought processes, some being more acute than others. Some have better memories. You know, we have folks uh, that have natural photographic memories, so their memories are different. Now, if you're gonna let's let's say you were the doer. You know, sometimes you have problems, because it was mentioned before, that you have to use sometimes screen memories in order to obliterate the process, and they do, they they do that, but as far as doing this in mass... You know, how are you, there is no guarantee that uh, either the result or the process is going to be the same in every human. The uh, well, yeah, you know, law of averages, uh, some, something's going to mess up somewhere. Somehow. Sure, that's what I'm saying. So it, just because they may be an advanced race, you know, it, it takes a certain number of time to abduct a certain number of human individuals and cause change. And again, I, we don't have the time, but I could take you back to the biblical literature, where this could have been the case. And there, you know, there's no timeline in in all the ancient literature. It doesn't say whether it's one day, one hour, or one minute, or a thousand years. But what it appears that's being done is that they're trying to do this as rapidly as possible. Now, I don't think we're dealing with a bunch of altruists here. I think the stuff that we're doing as human beings, uh, although it does have an effect here, what we do, I think it has a, a reverberation effect uh, elsewhere. So, therefore, the human race itself may be coming uh, quite da- dangerous to uh, you know the solar system or the, or the universe. Yeah, not to mention ourselves. And not to mention ourselves, exactly.
2: I told you not to mention ourselves. (laughs) Well, do you notice any consistency in actual placement? And have you been able to determine possible usage or end end usage uh, based on where the actual implant is found?
8: It looks uh, like, uh, and looking for, you know... uh, Several years ago, I couldn't have answered this, but I can answer it now. Most of these objects are located in a place where they're fairly superficial and near a bone. We've never found one in the abdominal cavity, in the thorax, or within the confines of the cranium. We've had many, 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 many abductive reports of objects being put in through the nose. But yet I've never been able to hold one in my hand because in mostly all the instances uh, they've been expelled uh, either through a bloody nose or a uh, mucus discharge. And the, the client... Well, that, you're, you're takes assuming them that. You, know that away. you don't know No, we how? don't know. All we hear is the stories and some very specific how this instrument is used to uh, place it up through the nose and they hear a cracking sound and etc. But when I was in Italy uh, several years years ago, I attended a lecture by some uh, neurophysiologists who were experimenting around on our level uh, with the behavior of violent prisoners, and they actually um, manufactured a chip that could be placed at the base of the brain and then controlled externally and reduced their violent behavior to something that was uh, much more uh, mediated. shades of Delgado. I'll tell you
1: what, before we mediate this, we have something else to mediate. We have Dr. Roger Lear joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast,
6: America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network.
3: Do you suffer from
19: low-functioning adrenal or thyroid gland? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings comes off your teeth both as a vapor and as metal particles into your body? Wherever mercury deposits in your body, it stops cells from functioning normally. Animal studies show that mercury causes kidney function to drop by 60%. Mercury deposited into your adrenals or thyroid will cause a corresponding drop in function. The number one method by which your body detoxifies itself of mercury is glutathione. The number one superfood that helps turn on all 75 trillion cells of your body to produce glutathione is non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows. After investigating most high-end whey proteins on the market, only one is the most non-denatured, the most active, the most complete, and in our opinion, the most powerful in what nature originally put into the fresh raw whey. It is One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com.
0: Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene
1: Steinberg. Exploring the strange phenomenon of alien implants with Dr. Roger Lear, with Gene and Chris on the Paracast, I guess to some degree, if the implants themselves didn't possibly represent a really advanced technology, I would wonder if, to some extent, governments were doing this to keep tabs on their people. Well... The low-tech fashion in which they're administered might be one reason.
8: I don't... See, what you're calling uh, low-tech technique, uh, to me, is advanced technology. If a being can disassociate your uh, skin, subcutaneous tissue... Uh, muscle and periosteum and place a foreign object within your body and then have it heal where there's no sign of a defect. No
2: rejection, no infection.
8: No infection and no rejection and no inflammatory reaction. But it is
2: visible if you know where to
8: look. No, it wouldn't be visible unless you use some artificial means.
1: Okay, Uh, but obviously you are recovering some, so therefore in some cases... Well, I guess if you're doing this en masse and you're doing you know a couple hundred thousand at a time, I guess some will just not take. That's the point you're making.
8: Yes, uh, that's correct. as I said, uh, they are far from uh, you know perfection. These are not gods, <laughs> or they may not care. It may be a
1: matter of they consider us you know low grade beings, primitive beings, and therefore why should we care how they react to what we do? We'll just do it the expedient way.
8: I am I, in agreement with the second part uh, that I don't think they consider us low-grade beings, but certainly lesser, uh, younger beings. Now, if we were going to do the same thing, uh, the analogy has been used many times. If you grab a fish, let's say a silicanth, which is you know, kind of rare, and you decide you want to know the habits of the silicanth and you bring them out of the water, are you going to explain to the silicanth, I'm putting this little probe on the back of you so I can... Uh, <laughs> I can track you, you know, from uh, Africa to India to, uh, you know, some ocean and see how you breed and so on. I don't think so because we consider the fish, uh, you know, a lower form being. We would have a conference with
1: them, go to the fish council and say, can we do this, sir?
8: Yes, yes. We go to the Galactic Fish Council and uh, make a proposal that uh, we go to this planet and uh, do everything to their fish. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay any theories about the end game so for example why would they be doing this just to see what we're doing do you really believe it's genetic manipulation
8: yes i i was going to suggest before when we were on the subject of the theoretical uh the theoretical motives let's say uh, that that are logical uh, you really you, you get down to only two possibilities now if you're a devout theist then you're well within your realm to say this is an act of God, and no one can argue with you. Uh,
1: That is, of course, if you assume that God doesn't mind inflicting pain and discomfort. On
8: well, for, for every religious right, there is always a reason that if God is punishing you one day, he's teaching you a lesson so you'll be a better person the next
1: day. So if we're abducted or we think we're being abducted and someone gets in there and does genetic manipulation or takes samples from our reproductive organs, we're just, you know, got to suck it up because it's
2: to
8: yeah, our benefit. Trust.
2: Trust is a fragile thing, Gene. Yeah, well, that you, breaks you, a lot of trust, I'll tell you.
8: You you hear uh, that from uh, a very large number of individuals that have said, uh, oh, yes, abduction is a wonderful thing because, uh, you know, my soul made a deal before I was born. <laughs> so, so your you know, soul made it it a deal like that you're going to be abducted.
10: Okay.
2: It sounds like uh, Dr. Lear has spent some time uh, in, in my neck of the woods uh, here Sedona.
8: Well, I have been to Sedona. I, in fact, I had quite an experience there, sitting on uh, one of those uh, vortexes. I got a uh, uh, thought in my mind of an individual who I hadn't seen in a number of years. She just, you know, popped into my mind, and I just, you know, visualized her. And I got home, and uh, several days later, I got a telephone call from this various individual, and uh, she said, "You know, I haven't talked to you in about five years, but suddenly I had you know you came into my mind, and so I had to give you a call." And I said, "Well, when did this happen? Well, uh, strangely enough, she's a hiker, and she was sitting up on the top of a mountain in the in the Sierras. And I said, "Well, when did this happen and <laughs> it was the same day at the same time so
2: uh, <laughs> I've heard a number of stories like that from around here. It's a pretty uh, interesting place, believe me <laughs> yeah that it definitely is well I you know it, it, this is all really a, a fascinating uh, a, a subject, and I'm, I'm I'm really intrigued by the results that the scientific results that you were referring to earlier on in the, in the episode here. Now, have you decided or, or made any attempts to um, go to other labs and do like a double bind study where you can replicate the kinds of uh analytical results um have this sounds like you you could almost do a scientific paper if you were able to replicate the same the same yeah, analytical we, results we
8: have and we've been trying to get a peer reviewed scientific paper uh published now for uh about four or five years we've had something into the s s e and uh Uh, They make excuses, they don't say yes, they don't say no, but they don't publish. I'm working with uh, another scientific journal in a foreign country now in collaboration with a tenured professor who is doing something uh, different, but along the same lines, we're trying to get a joint article written in a foreign journal. Uh, Also, uh, you may not know this, uh, but I found out, six months ago, that uh, I am the subject of an OSTP report in the White House. Uh, Are you familiar with the OSTP? Uh, No, I'm not. Uh, It's a White House organization, which is the Office of Science and Technology Policy. And uh, this was written when uh, President Obama was trying to uh, get money for his health care bill, in which he wanted a public option. Uh, Someone had heard me talk at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., and uh, they happened to be on the OSDP committee and uh, wrote uh, a white paper uh, on my work and presented it to the president. Now, I have a copy of that. The essence of the article was also, I just just recently found out, redone in the Huffington Post and, and the Examiner so uh... the huffington post now within the next two weeks next two weeks is coming out with a new article and what was going on was that the president was being chided because he was offered uh two possibilities one that the work we were doing shows that there is extraterrestrial technology that if money was poured into it with research you could wind up saving the medical care program millions and millions and millions of dollars for benefits for mankind and the other suggestion was that if Dr. Lear is wrong and this is some secret uh, technology that has not been exposed to the public the medical benefits should also be released for the benefit of the public and the savings of money so it was it was quite a paper but the new article that will be coming out in the huffington post will uh, will cover uh, all this so uh, stay tuned folks well watch for it
1: in general what's the skeptical viewpoint of what you have to say about the implants what do they say in response to
8: uh, I, I really you know i've, I've been with them all uh, from from smiley to the rest of them <laughs> unfortunately one of them passed away but i had uh, one i had two encounters with uh, american skeptical society one was a television show i did uh, with kevin nealon who was um was a marvelous uh, comedian, an on-the-spot comedian. But we had a a roundtable discussion. He was interested in this subject. Uh, Naturally, he made lots of jokes. But sitting next to me was a representative of the um, California Division of the American Skeptical Society. Uh, She was relatively new, and she had a briefcase. And she sat down next to me and said, What's your claim to fame? And I said, Well, I guess you're talking about why I'm here, and that has to do with uh, the implantation of objects in the uh, bodies of alien about Oh, uh, implants, implants. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So- we
1: got to do the break now. Then you can finish that remark about the roundtable with the skeptics. Dr. Roger Lear <laughs> joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IPR included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's gotomeeting.com, promo code PODCAST.
5: Dwayne Daly from Midas Resources, March 29th, 2013. Gold open at fifteen ninety nine fifty. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1639 a half-ounce for 819 or a quarter-ounce for four zero nine ninety one. That's sixteen thirty nine sixty five, eight nineteen eighty three, and four zero nine ninety one.
3: Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237.
4: Are you still a traditional smoker?
15: of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at terraganix.com spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, terraganix.com or call toll-free, 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic.
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: This is one of our most fascinating episodes, exploring some unusual, very frightening things that have happened to people with these so-called implants and these experiences. So you're on this round table, Dr. Roger Lear, with these skeptics, and, of course, you mention what you're doing, and they laugh. But what is their argument against what you have to say and what you have to prove? So
8: a- anyway, the, this rather good-looking blonde from the Skeptical Society uh, reaches into her briefcase, and she pulls out this rather thick black binder, Oh, boy. Is uh, that like the
1: binders filled with women that (laughs) Mitt Romney was displaying during the presidential campaign?
8: Those are are blinders, not binders. (laughs) A regular old, you know, three-ring, very thick black binder. And so she pulls this thing out, and since I'm sitting quite close to her i'm looking over her shoulder i bet you are she opens it up to the table of contents and then with her finger uh, runs down alphabetically until she gets to the subject of implants right gets her
2: boilerplate response out
8: (laughs) right okay before i answer this question i gotta
1: look at my script hold on just a minute (laughs) so what was her response
8: so uh, i said to her i said you seem to have something there on every subject in the paranormal And she says, oh, yes, we do. Well, she was very friendly, and she was new. She even invited me to their office on Wilshire Boulevard. But unfortunately, (laughs) when I actually called her, and I was going to go over there, she had already uh, been moved out of state someplace else, so never got the opportunity. My other experience with them was I gave uh, a lecture to the uh, Marina Del Rey Yacht Club, out here in marina del rey and uh, it was arranged by uh, bill burns from uh, you know the history channel ufo magazine and i was about three quarters of the way through my presentation when uh, a fellow raised his hand and i acknowledged him and he says have you ever given any of this material to the american skeptical society and i said oh i
1: like the way you say that <laughs> you, you have a career said, in show business if you do those impressions, I'll tell you.
8: <laughs> and uh, I said no, and he said, "Well, why not?" And I said, "Because uh, you guys are." Um, I said, "You guys are all psychics," and he just blew his ever <laughs> blood <and laughs> stack. Psychic? Said, How no can you all, be? Space. How can you accuse me of uh, us of being psychics? Uh, we don't believe in psychics, and et cetera, et cetera. And he was yelling and screaming at me. And I said, well, I don't know what else to say. I said, because you seem to know everything that's going on, but you never look at any of the damn data. And with that, the crowd started roaring, and he turned red and got up and left. So that was, that was my two experiences. When the the poor fellow I've forgotten his name that passed away, the real famous psychic that attacked everybody, what was his name? Psychic or Phil Class? Yeah, Phil Class. Yeah, Phil Class. He attacked the psychics, yes. Yeah, he attacked psychics and everything else. But anyway, I had many many occasions where we did press conferences um, with them as part of the group and so on, and he was sitting in the front row. And he went and asked all the speakers questions, but never asked me anything. And we did that several times. Finally, one day, I just uh, saw him having lunch, and I kind of felt sorry for him because he was, he was older, and he was in poor health, and uh, he knew. So I said, uh, Phil, can I have a cup of coffee with you? He said, sure. I said, well, how are you feeling? We had a discussion about his health, but he never, one single time, asked me a question about the work that i was doing
2: well that's interesting because boy he usually uh he would jump all over pretty much anyone or any anything in the field uh yeah that's that's very interesting well w- you know you've been involved uh dr Lear in quite a number of of uh case investigations and I recall editing a a very intriguing interview that uh you did along with a guy that had a pair of sunglasses and a bandana and a hat pulled down over his head concerning a particular case. I believe it was in California where you know strange fluorescent material was left behind on a boat. Uh, and I, I believe this person was actually one of your material scientists, wasn't he, or somebody was doing some of your analytical work, if I recall.
8: Well, he was in, He was somebody that happened to be an abductee who uh, came to me under false pretenses, and I should have thrown his butt out of the office, but I'm glad I didn't. Uh, he came in as a foot patient and said that he thought he had a foreign object in the toe and was having a lot of pain. So I didn't see any evidence of any marks or anything, and I said, well, what makes you think you have a foreign object in your toe? And he said, well... I must have stepped on something because I woke up the following morning and there was some blood on my blood sheets and there was blood on the toe. So I said, uh, I palpated the toe with my finger and when I would touch a certain place, it would wince in pain. So I assumed he was telling the truth. So I said, well, I think we should get an x-ray taken. So I wrote a script and he went out and got an x-ray taken, brought me back the film and uh it showed a metallic foreign body and and the toe and it was at that time he told me uh, he says well i didn't tell you the truth he says i looked you up on the uh on the internet i know who you are and i work uh, in a scientific laboratory not too far from here so um i thought i would take a chance and come in but i didn't want to tell you uh you know the abduction story because i thought you might think i was crazy and not take me as a patient so yeah he did have some scientific background but he he was masked and his voice was disguised on this show because he didn't want anybody to uh at work to see uh, who it was and then uh, for fear of lose losing his job because believe me whether they're scientists or bankers or or politicians uh they, unfortunately, have to pray to higher masters. So I, I, I understand that situation. You know, they still got to feed their families. Well, it was a,
2: a very intriguing case. I remember uh, uh, listening to some of the details of the case, and there was uh, physical evidence uh, of the actual oh, yeah. Uh, encounter. Yeah, it
8: was just a uh, pretty repeat. intriguing case replete with physical evidence. We went to his house, uh, brought a team with me. We uh, used a Gauss meter. We found magnetical anomalies, not only on the bedroom where he said these uh, events occurred, but we used uh, three uh, frequencies of ultraviolet light. We shut all the lights off in the bedroom, and we found two... Uh, uh, four-fingered small fluorescent handprints on the wall right near the area where the magnetism was on the outside of the house. We were right about the boat. He had a fiberglass boat in which the fiberglass hull was magnetic. We had uh, wooden uh, uh, serving spoons for uh, you know salad serving spoons. So they were magnetic. We had plastic counters that were magnetic. We had the kitchen cabinets. All the hinges were unipoles. We could never find the opposing pole. Uh, He had an avocado tree in the backyard, and we'd set the gauss meter on on a branch of the avocado tree, and it would read 10 milligauss. Well, that's as far as the scale would go. The uh, soil that was surrounded that tree would uh, occasionally break out in spontaneous combustion. We dug down. We looked for gas lines. We did... uh, Studies on surrounding soil, neighbor soil. We turned it in. The only thing we found that that in that particular area there was a high content of of bromine. I'll tell you you what.
1: Let's get into the rest of this answer in a moment.
8: We have Dr.
1: Roger Lear joining Jean and Chris. You're in the Paracast.
9: Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-877-804-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call one 804 my tv right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and up to four rooms. And there's no equipment to buy. That it includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade and your free professional installation and the best part, the pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MyTV. So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-877-804-MyTV. 1-877-804-MyTV. Disable the cable cut costs and get more. Call 1-877-804-MyTV. 1-877-804-MyTV.
11: You've heard about our
7: MRE Smorgasbord. Now, Long Life Food Depot introduces the most unique, safe, and longest-lasting way to stash emergency food, the EatPod. Most survival food products recommend an ideal storage environment, including low temps, low moisture, and low oxygen. If you're storing in a basement too humid, garages and attics too hot. But the waterproof, double-walled, high-density polyethylene patent-pending EatPod is a unique roll-away food bunker that creates the perfect condition can be buried up to 30 feet and can keep your survival food supply safe, secure, dry and virtually undetectable for 25 years or more get full details on the EatPod at EatPod.com spelled E-A-T-P-O-D dot or call 800-601-2833 that's 800-601-2833 the EatPod from Long Life Food Depot since 1983 sending real food to your real future Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear
6: anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri?
1: Dr. Roger Lear, continuing his details of his investigation. We had to do a brief break for business. Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Dr. Lear, would you continue your answer?
8: Yeah, so uh, his house was uh, replete with uh, various uh, magnetic anomalies <laughs> and, as I said, fluorescent findings of uh, four-fingered handprints. He, his wife had left town one uh, weekend to go visit relatives, and during that time we talked him into removing the uh, piece of wall with uh, handprints on it and replacing it uh, doing a repair and he made up some story to her that there was some kind of a leak or something that occurred through the window but uh, we still have that and um, we've done a lot of things since uh, we started this we're now looking at cases where there is uh, fluorescence that turns up in people's houses or on their bodies and we're trying to understand what it is that makes this uh, fluorescence There's a lot of things in nature that are natural that will produce uh, fluorescence, such as cat urine will fluoresce. There's certain microorganisms in the ocean called... Yeah, and there's uh,
2: solvents and there's cleaners. Yeah, solvents,
8: cleaners. There's these organisms called dinoflagellates that will uh, (laughs) emit uh, fluorescence with uh, ultraviolet light. But the frequencies we use, we can alter, go from one frequency to the next and... You know, some like cat urine will only show show up under one frequency, and so we know what frequencies these common, ordinary things show up under. Had another case in which a woman came in and said she was uh, taken uh, aboard uh, craft in the third trimester of pregnancy, and the child uh, was taken, and a year later she was abducted again brought back onto the craft and handed this very strange-looking baby, which repulsed her, but she, she when she was handed the baby, she the, cradled the baby in her arm like a human baby, and immediately she felt this bond occur, and it was a very loving bond. So she had come into the office with this experience, and... We did some tests on her again. One was fluorescence, and she had fluorescence in the uh, palm of the left hand and uh, where she'd held the baby on the forearm of the right hand. And so we took several solvents, and we were able to wash it off. And we told her that was probably uh, you know contamination that she got maybe from the steering wheel of her car or someplace else. And then she was just getting ready to leave the office and. Uh, I don't know, you get strange feelings at times. And I said, just a minute before you leave. And this is about an hour or so had gone by. And I took her back in a room again, and we used the fluorescent light, and it was all back. So the stuff uh, does not wash off with uh, ordinary solvents. Has it been
2: analyzed at all? Have you been able to figure out exactly what its constituent elements we're, are?
8: We're working on that now uh, as we speak. We're trying to find out exactly uh, what's in it. We know that, that there are substances that are not only uh, fluorescence, but in, when you look at the package of uh, the implants themselves, uh, one of them contained uh, bubbles, which appeared to be uh, oil. And we analyzed the oil. It turned out to be oil uh, of lauric acid. And lauric acid is uh, a natural immune defense uh, uh, mechanism we can instill it into the body and the body doesn't react to it so but it's the only one that we've found that so maybe they do use uh lauric acid to uh coat these things with we, we just we don't know don't know enough yet no boric acid maybe they're afraid of uh small crawling insects not, or something not, not boric this is loric LAU loric acid i've never even heard of that yeah it's it's acid of chemical used in laboratories hmm well, uh,
2: we have a, a whole bunch of um, of questions uh, from Rigiwa, who's been a poster at forum.theparacast.com. And by uh, from, the way, he lobbied for a long time. Please yes, get Dr. He's, Lear he's back. He's one of your, your big proponents, and, and he's very interested in uh, your involvement in the Turkish UFO videos between uh, uh, 2007 and nine, And they've, uh, they've been circulating around for a while, and, and word is that you were there when one of those events was filmed. Uh, do you want to describe to us what happened there? What do you think of that Turkish uh, wave and the footage that's uh, been produced by those gentlemen on, on the uh, the coastline there? What did you see when you were there? You actually were there when one of the events was filmed. Well, was I, w-
8: I was actually there for two years. For two years? Uh, it was oh. 2007, 2008, 2009. I was there at 8 and 9. But I actually uh, was uh, privileged enough to... Uh, Look through the camera viewfinder and everything that you saw on the original footage. But the thing is that many people have not seen the original footage. They've seen what was on YouTube. So they, they have no idea of uh, what the original footage <laughs> looks like. What we did was we went to a small town on the European coast. And as you know, uh, Turkey is really on two continents. It's on Europe and, and uh, the Orient uh, both. So uh, this was on the European coast, looking out uh, over the uh, over the sea, and we stayed up from uh, 12 midnight to uh, four o'clock in the morning. Morning filming uh, over the sea. The fellow that uh, owned the camera equipment, his name is Yelson, uh, had sort of a photographic knack for feeling the presence of uh, UFOs. So. We had a conference there prior to this, and there was about 3,000 people that were at the conference. And the, that, that year, 2008 and, and 2009, I, I saw so many UFOs that I really had no desire to ever see one again. I mean, it's like, it was like watching the traffic on the freeway. Every single news station had their remote truck out uh, at the conference center filming these things all day long these were daylight sightings so we decided to uh, go out at night i think it's called the sea of miramar if i'm not correct um i have this up on my website and uh, we took it down because uh, the the footage that we had uh, didn't show what was supposed to be there but um we're putting it back up again and it'll be um this sunday night it'll be on another website i don't know whether i have the right to say that tell where it is or not um feel free uh, well it'll be on coast to coast
1: well you know we'll tolerate that (laughs) so (laughs) within a normal level
2: of toleration (laughs) or tolerance if it's
1: good right.
2: footage,
8: yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah, it's a copy of the original footage. And um, so, as I said, I, I did look through the viewfinder and camera, saw the whole thing. What? Uh, let me describe the situation. The sea was calm. We surveyed it with um, optical equipment, binoculars and telescopes and so on, to see how far out across the sea we could see anything. The uh, water was devoid of ships. There were no oil rigs. There were no uh, background, not lights. There was nothing to reflect in the water. Uh, we also filmed at the time of the, the, the sighting, uh, there was a dog that would happen to be on the beach that was reacting quite violently looking out over the water. So undoubtedly the dog could either see this thing or feel it or whatever. But the, there was a, a bright full moon. And that's the first thing that we were able to see in the sky. And underneath the moon was a little bright dot. Could have been a star or a planet or anything else. But we decided to um, allow the camera uh, had a 300-millimeter lens and an electronic doubler. That means that we could go with the mechanical focusing device of the lens and the electronics to 600-millimeter magnification. The camera was on sticks, but there was a breeze blowing, and so uh, it, it looks like it's a little bit handheld, but it's not. It, it was on a tripod. We'll get into so, the
1: second part of the description. As he's describing the setup for these photos, we have Dr. Roger Lear joining Gene and Chris in The ParaCast. <laughs> Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's gotomeeting.com promo code podcast
13: ceramic body armor is rated to stop six hits but what about the seventh unlike ceramic or kevlar infidel body armor is proven to take hit after hit and it just won't quit reasonably priced and designed for the smart civilian prepper infidel stops hundreds of hits from small arms to high powered rifles that means safety and peace of mind buy yours at infidelbodyarmor.com spelled i-n-f-i-d-e-l bodyarmor.com. infidel body armor
3: What
20: do you do when your propane runs out and you don't have a large amount of wood for cooking? That's when you need a Grover Rocket Stove from StockStorage.com. The Grover Rocket Stove starts easily with any combustible material like junk mail, small twigs, leaves, weeds, or dry sagebrush. Then just add a small amount of kindling wood and you'll be cooking entire meals in minutes. Grover Rocket Stoves are made right here in the USA and are built to last a lifetime using heavy-duty thick-gauge steel and are painted with high-temp paint to withstand heat. Go to stockstorage.com and see three great Grover rocket stoves, stainless steel, heavy duty, or our original Grover rocket stove for only $135 and get free shipping to the lower 48. For phone orders, call 801-361-6984 or go to stockstorage.com. That's 801-361-6984 or stockstorage.com. The original Grover Rocket Stove Minimal Wood Use Cooking Stoves, available exclusively from StockStorage.com. Gardeners, here comes
18: another growing season, but don't use last year's soil. Maximize yields in your survival garden with EM1 from Terragonics. EM1 is an organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant that provides a broad spectrum of beneficial microorganisms, enzymes, trace minerals, vitamins, and various organic acids. EM1 helps regulate the soil's pH level and its soil microbes, improving moisture retention and drought tolerance. Remember last year's dry conditions? EM1 from TerraGanics is safe, chemical-free, and certified for use on all organic farms. It improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, and gives up to 20% more nutrient value in fruits and vegetables and greatly increases shelf life. And EM1 is so simple to use, just mix with water and apply. This year, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 369 36 That's 866-369-3678. Terragonics, life's getting better.
3: This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
1: One more segment left with Dr. Roger Lear with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. And Dr. Lear was setting up a response to a question with some more information. Would you go on?
8: Okay. uh, So we were talking about the camera and the lenses, and uh, the first thing we focused on was the moon. And then uh, we dropped the camera down slightly to look at this, uh, what we thought was a planet or star, and it seemed at that point to be much brighter than uh, anything that we had seen previously certainly brighter in intensity than the moonlight was, so that's when we started the uh, push or zoom on the object, and we got about 300 millimeters, and we could see that it was a a craft, which uh, we could only see the front end of, and then when we pushed fully on the craft, full zoom, we could see that the side we were looking at looked like the side of a boomerang, and uh, then we just kept, you know, kept the camera focused on that particular craft, and uh, slowly it uh, began to turn. And as it turned, we could see that the craft itself was being lighted by the full moon, but that there was light coming from three portions of the craft in the front, one in the middle and one on each side and uh it, we looked uh, very closely and we could see that there was movement there and uh again we used uh, the full uh zoom of the camera at that point and we saw uh what appeared to be gray aliens uh standing there whatever they were doing operating controls and and so on so uh we just kept filming it until um Finally, it uh, just uh, receded and disappeared. Uh, we, uh, you know, we didn't see it fly away or, you know, we didn't see it go up or down. It just faded out and disappeared. How many uh,
2: degrees above the horizon was it?
8: I'd say maybe 70 degrees.
2: Okay, so uh, it was way up in the air. Some of the debunkers have said that it's nothing more than a, a distant... Uh, ocean liner or yeah, a passenger ship yeah, uh approaching uh, uh, from you know over the horizon so so uh, that 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 you can't you can't use yeah we
8: we a, we sent the uh we sent the video into uh a university at in Istanbul it's connected with the government and they uh went over it with their analyzed it and it was it was major news they don't hide anything in Turkey like is done elsewhere such as the United States, and they verified that this was an actual craft, which they deemed a non-terrestrial craft. Then once we got that report done, Haktan Nagodan, who's the head of the Cirrus Organization for Turkey, did a number of uh, television news programs, and amongst these programs were debunkers and skeptics and all sorts of people, and they brought out the uh, analysis that was done And there was nothing much they could say about it. Then about two months after that, the footage was sent to an analyst in Chile who volunteered to do it with an organization he was with, a very high-credentialed organization. And what he did was he used, uh, Gene, what's called a frame splitter, the... uh, The frames go by a television camera, 30 frames per second. But each frame is uh, split into uh, two sections called fields. So if you have uh, 30 frames, you have 60 fields. So if you have a device that will uh, isolate the fields, you can look, instead of 30 pictures, you can look at 60 pictures, and there you get more detail. So he actually did an analysis of not only the craft, but the beings, and then he did the measurements of uh, of uh, how, I, how high this was above the water, the angle from the beach, uh, triangulation effects, uh, what the beings were doing um, during the time that we were filling them in, and, and there was more than greys uh, that were there. He described them in great detail. Well, that information also uh, will be up on my website uh, soon. So um, incidentally, my website is alienscalpel.com, alienscalpel.com.
2: Well, I think uh, a lot of our listeners are going to be intrigued enough to go take a look at that. I've seen the highly compressed versions on YouTube, which I understand, you know, being in video, that uh, a lot of detail is, is uh, lost. I'd be really interested to see high res, uh, a high-res version of some of the footage that's come from there, because quite frankly, uh, you know, hearing from you uh, as being on site gives, uh, in my mind, gives this whole scenario there in the Sea of Mamara a lot more credibility. Um, Again, it's very difficult to determine from uh, the other side of the planet uh, the veracity of the people that are involved, but to have someone uh, of your stature going over there, Doctor Lear, and and seeing this with your own eyes, uh, that 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 goes a long way uh, for for me.
8: Yeah, least. well, and it I'm- was a, a strange set of synchronicities that you know. I don't mind staying up late, but I you know, uh, unless I'm engaged in some very important activity. I usually go to bed around eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. I don't stay up from twelve till four o'clock in the morning. And for me, even to uh, consent to do that, I don't. I don't know why I did it, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But there was a number of us there. Jaime Massan was there also, and he had his camera crew. But <laughs> the main camera had the uh, the uh, uh, push ability to. Well, the
2: 600-millimeter, that's a large lens.
8: Yeah, it's a large lens. So as I said, when you see a little movement of of the camera, it's only because there was a wind blowing, and it was even hard to keep the camera steady on a set of sticks. But uh, to to see this thing, I mean, to me was – Pretty convincing representation of, uh, you know, these were not Rorschachs. <laughs> these, these these were, you know, black-eyed beings, as you can see, as clear as you would if you were looking in your neighbor's window.
1: Well, oh goodness, don't right. ask me about looking into my neighbor's window.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I know. You live yeah. in the country, and you have no neighbors. Well,
1: Actually, we don't live in the country. We do have neighbors. And they're nice ah. people, so I wouldn't want to look in their windows. Yeah, but <laughs> their dogs are loud. Yeah, we actually have neighbors with dogs on both sides of us. One has six dogs, one has five dogs, but six more puppies.
8: Oh, my gosh. And these are all St. Bernard's? Well, I think they're pit bulls. Oh, okay. Well, then you're safe.
2: Well, they must like you, Dr. Lear, because they haven't barked once this whole segment, which I think may be a record. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Gene.
1: Well, yeah, you know what it is, is the dogs are learning to cope with our dog. We have one dog. Our dog is Teddy Bear, and kind of a little sweetheart of a dog, a Bichon, and because he has such a pleasant, cheery personality, they're afraid. Do
8: well, you know- I know, I know that this might be too, not too interesting to our listeners, but I also have four dogs. We have uh, two uh, small doxies. Uh, we have uh, an intermediate size. Uh, mixed breed a mixed-breed and a full-blood female, German Shepherd, whose life is in totally, not entangled in UFOs, it's in what's called a ball. So uh, anything in her life that doesn't have anything to do with a ball is superfluous.
1: Well, our dog likes these little tennis ball things that are made for dogs, and when you bite on them, they start squeaking. You know, this is the Paracast, and now, unfortunately, this week the show has gone to the dogs. It's such a bad joke. <laughs> Doctor Roger Lear, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the things that you do.
8: Well, again, my website is alien a l i e n scalpel s c a l p is in Paul e l dot com dot com. They want to contact me, they can contact me on Lear, L E I R, private, P R I V A T E, like a private in the army, at AOL.com. And with AOL, you
1: never know if it's private. I don't want to say that. Chris O'Brien, where do we find more of your stuff?
2: Well, we live on a strange planet, as we found out today from Dr. Lear, and it's uh, ourstrangeplanet.com. Let me tell you, listeners, we have questions in our forums.
1: Dr. Lear knows about it. We didn't have a chance to cover today, and we'll have him back in the near future to get to those. You can find us on Twitter, where we are known as The Paracast. We are The Paracast on Twitter. We also have a Paracast section on Facebook, two of them, and one day I'll figure out how to make them into just one. Dr. Roger Lear, thanks for joining us this week on The Paracast.
8: Thank you, Gene and Chris. I hope to be with you again soon.